Hello, I'm Andrew Fuller. I'm a clinical psychologist and work with children, teenagers and their families, particularly in the areas of resilience, learning strengths and well-being. I'm also the chairperson of Generation Next. And in this series of podcasts, I'll be speaking with people who are experts in their area in terms of mental health and well-being. Thank you for joining us and thank you for being part of the Generation Next podcast group. Thank you. Today, we're really, really fortunate to talk with a form, well, not a former educator, he continues to be an educator, but also somebody who typifies a statement that I made in the Generation Workshops that if you don't transform pain and trauma, you transmit it. And if ever anyone exemplifies the ability to overcome trauma and not transmit it, it's Alpha Cheng. And Alpha basically has really devoted his life to thinking about how to help the, the world embark on a journey to become less violent and I suppose ultimately more peaceful. So welcome, Alpha. It's great to have you with us. And could you tell us a little bit about what the catalyst for this mission was? Thank you very much for the, the kind introduction, uh, Andrew, and very happy to be here. In terms of my catalyst, it's a very personal and, 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 tra and tragic story. In, in October uh, 2015, my, my dad, uh, Curtis Cheng, was leaving work at the New South Wales Police Headquarters in Parramatta in the western suburbs of, of Sydney. And as he was walking out of work, um, unbeknownst to him, he was um, approached by a 15-year-old boy who pulled out a, a gun and in the name of, of Allah, in the name of, of ISIS, um, shot my father in the back of the head. And the, the shot killed dad uh, instantly. And in that moment, for the 15-year-old boy turned his attention to the uh, to the front of the building, which alerted to special constables. Um, and there was an exchange of fire. And in that exchange of fire, uh, 15, the 15 year old boy was, was also shot dead on, on the scene. Now, this had an, an absolutely sort of traumatic and painful um, ramifications for my family. My mum my was, was absolutely, when she heard, was absolutely inconsolable for for a couple of, of, of days. And it was, I, I just didn't even know what to feel. I can remember feeling a bit quite, quite numb to it all. And one of the challenges of, of dealing with what we went through was because it was how public it was as well and needing to, to, to deal with and address and talk about uh, our, our trauma in, in a, in a public sphere as as well and the the subsequent sort of like processes the court trials the investigations all of this sort of like lingers on and adds to the, the discomfort and that's that's sort of the catalyst for for my lived experience in terms of experiencing the the trauma of being someone who's affected or a victim of of, of, of terrorism. And since then I've been on a, uh, a journey and I continue to be on a journey of understanding some of the issues and even dealing with it and sort of living with, mm. with, with, with those experiences. 
I'm sure I speak on behalf of all of the Generation X community and being uh, just sharing our sorrow for your loss. I mean, that's that's just a, such a hard thing to contemplate. But it would have been so easy, so and so it understandable to be enraged, to be not only shocked and bereft, but also to be consumed with the desire to revenge. And I can imagine how that must have been probably a phase, I suspect, I don't know, you can speak for yourself, but then not to be stuck there is a remarkable journey, I think, Alpha. Can you tell us a bit about that process of being so traumatized and then what you did with it? I guess you go through the whole sort of gamut of, of, of emotions. You, you are, you are shocked. You are, you, you get sad, you get angry. You kind of like just start questioning sort of like, why has, has, has this happened? Why am I like, what, why, why me? Why, why, why us? And as, as you said, it's so incredibly easy to be sort of swept up by that and to instantly jump onto the the the, the rage and the, and the and the outpouring of actually of anger and, and rage as well at uh, at that point but i i kind of no i kind of i think i, I made a, a very very conscious choice even in the very early stage that i don't want to let this let those neg- those feelings dictate how how i act and i made a choice to project and use that sort of energy in, 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 in a different way to transform that, that pain and transform sort of that, that anger in terms of why has this happened in a more, more constructive way. And I use that to, to build the strength to talk about the, the need of, of working together, of uh, promoting peace, promoting um, unity in a time where there was increasing sort of like sort of tensions between different groups uh, in, in the community and making that choice and, and speaking out about it in my father's um, eulogy, which was, um, which was very public and, and, um, and also in, in subsequent sort of interviews and, and events that I needed to talk about this I think is in in a sense I, I call it my my ultimate form of, of defiance when the forces are out there to try to inflict fear and and hate within community my not giving into that I, I see it as my form of defiance against those forces and, and those individuals that seek to 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 weaken and to hurt us so I love that idea of that being defiant in the face of uh, negativity and evil and hate. How do you then extend that? I mean, you become very influential, Alpha, in terms of as a voice against counterterrorism, about extremism and about violence. How have you implemented that in terms of broadening that message around the country and overseas as well? I think my my journey in terms of spreading the message is wasn't something that I, I set out to, to do <laughs> in, uh, in in the first sort of sense. I think very early on, we, we we tried to stay away as much as possible from the the media and and public um, spotlight. And one of the 
the, the transformative experiences that I had to, to understand the power of storytelling and the power of uh, transforming trauma was about three or four months after dad that died, I actually went on an Australian uh, educators, uh, Holocaust education sort of program uh, to, to Israel. And we spent uh, about four or five weeks learning about the Holocaust, but meeting over a, over a dozen Holocaust survivors who had a lot of different experiences, um, like concentration camps, death marches, but people that were smuggled and hidden away in different parts um, of, 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 of Europe at the time. And these were individuals that have experienced trauma many times um, what I have in terms of directly and, and physically but seeing them able to use their stories to promote messages of, of tolerance, of, of forgiveness, and of using that message to say never again, and be able to, to, to transform that and project it in such a, a constructive way was kind of a catalyst also for me to go, I think I can do that as, as well. And from there, I was able to be more, I guess, open and confident about using my story um, through through avenues that I, I, I thought were, were constructive um, to, to speak out on, on issues relating to, to hate, kind of violent extremism, um, racism, discrimination, gun control, anti-violence. And so I've, I've participated in, in discussion forums, such as like sort of um, shows like SBS uh, Insight. Uh, I've been on um, panels in, in events. I've spoken at uh, many events such as um, Generation Next in, in the past, but also um, lending my, my voice and stories to organizations such as Courage to Care, Together for Humanity, which are like organizations that promote uh, in schools programs that promote these these messages and as a uh, as you said as, as an educator by by training and also by an um as, as a passion of mine I think working with educators and working with students is one of the most powerful ways to spread those uh those messages I've um written a number of 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 opinion pieces um at certain times like when there was a very heated debate about race, immigration, terrorism, that became a lot more influential or a, or a lot more viral than I ever thought it was going to, um, to, to, to do. And um, I'm still on this journey to finding out more about what my role is and what can be done on a wider scale. In 2019, I, I completed a uh, a research a fellowship called the Churchill Fellowship to, to research more about um, violent extremism and and the prevention and countering those those forces and I'm now um, sort of um, using some of those those experiences and th that research to, um, in a uh, in a public policy advisory uh, role now. It's often talked about that when people experience trauma as you did that the process of healing involves forgiveness and forgiveness in some ways is seen as freeing because you're then moving beyond the event. But I'm also aware that for 
a great number of people who have these sorts of experiences, forgiveness seems like too large an ask. I wonder if you would like to comment on that. That's a that's a great um, question, and, and a lot of I guess I guess a, a, a lot of uh, I've I've heard a lot of people say it's like going. It's amazing that you've been able to to, to forgive or carry yourself in that way, and and I still think that I'm not quite there yet in terms of and. I guess I've met other survivors and, and, and those affected by terrorism and some of them are able to, to say quite emphatically is that I think I've, I've, um, they, 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 they have forgiven those that have caused this pain to them, but I don't think I, I'm quite there yet. And I think forgiveness is a very personal and individual journey. I, I, I might get there um, or I might never get there as as well but I think I've I've reconciled as much as possible and accepted that this is this has happened and um trying to to make them the 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 most and as I said as we've talked about sort of transform the that negative experiences mm. into hopefully something that's a bit more more positive and that's that's my journey um through through this all do you do you feel a sort of pressure to get there to get to the point of forgiveness or is it okay if you don't get there? No, I, I guess I don't feel any pressure to get there. I think it's one of those things is that when, when you get there, <laughs> you, you, you know, so I, I, I'm just kind of seeing where, if, and when, um, if, and when that comes. Yeah. So let's just change tack a little bit. It's interesting to think about violence. I mean, in some ways, we all deplore violence when it occurs. On the other hand, people comment that we've never lived in a safer world that's been less violent. So historically speaking, uh, the rates of violence are lower than ever. And yet, I suppose I feel a concern just through COVID that we are less connected to one another. And that connection or loss of connection between people runs the risk of dehumanization or depersonalization. And therefore, whether there is a risk of, or there is something that we need to do now that ensures that we don't drift into higher levels of violence again. Um, I think that's a very good good point in terms of in, in, a, in a virtual world, um, and especially when all you do is, is uh, on the internet and so you can comment and, and use words against people I think there's there's a chance that there's that disconnect but also I feel like that on, on, on certain forums the the language people use against each other can really be uh, inflammatory are uh, used to really kind of attack and and, and 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 abuse and harass people that you might not be able to do in in, in person because of, of other sort of like social norms and cues and things like that. And that can definitely have risks of of alienating people, creating other groups of of um, of disenfranchised uh, people. And I guess in terms of the 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 online space, you can find sort of like pockets of 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 people that that may be able to 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 discuss plots and even sort of and 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 plan sort of violence against other people as well and that's definitely um, a risk. I, I personally don't know if there's a there's a 
any particular solutions, but I, I personally believe that as, as humans, we, we, we crave um, sort of human connections, uh, finding like groups, uh, like-minded groups of people and losing that in a, in a sort of, in the real world and being more in terms of isolated and in, in the virtual world um, could definitely be, be a risk. Thank you. That's, that's very wise words. We've talked about how you've sort of almost overcome the negative, the, the fear, the hate, the horror of it. But I wonder, Alpha, if you wouldn't mind just saying a little bit about how you counterbalance that by filling your own personal life with a sort of positive sense of the world and a positive sense of yourself. Is there, are there things that you find healing or helpful in that process? That's a, that's a really interesting question. I, I, I feel like for myself, I think talking about, I'm, I'm a talker. So <laughs> I, I think being able to share my story and be able to process that every time I, I talk uh, about my story, I think for me, that's, that's part of my healing process. And it's, um, and I've got to the stage where like, there's been, people that have been to a, a number of talks that I've spoken at and, and they say like, Alfred, it's so interesting because every time you talk about your experiences, you kind of like, it's never the same. You kind of always sort of bring something new or you kind of like seem to have like a new sort of like understanding or component to it. So I think that really kind of hit to me. It's like, yeah, I think when I tell my story, it's not like a static sort of that this is the story and that's it. I think when I'm telling my story as I go along, um, that's part of my healing um, process um, as, 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 as well. I, my, in terms of outside of all of that, I think my, my, my creative outlet is, uh, is cooking, is sort of sharing foods and experiences and and yeah that's sort of that that's the main thing i i know <laughs> i think my, my my physical health has definitely also taken a a bit of a sort of like an, an, an impact since everything that's happened and i'm still haven't got back to the <laughs> into a routine that kind of brings me back to the physical health that i was sort of um pre pre 2015 but that's a that's another part of of yeah. of, of the journey as well Yes, and how we hold that physically. I'm very privileged to be one of Alpha's Facebook friends, and I've got to tell you, his cooking is amazing. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alpha, I want to just honour you and thank you for the work you've done. I know it's so easy to kind of slip into hatred and counter violence in these situations, but you haven't. And you've basically become somebody who's really leading us towards, I think, a better world. And I want to thank you for that. If people who are listening to this would like to either remain in contact with you or, or basically access some of the wonderful work you do in creating a, a better world, is there any particular th resources or ways that they could be in touch with you? For, for someone that, that's kind of like done quite a lot of public things, I think I'm, I'm a quite a private person so if you if you search if you search my name on on google you'll definitely find articles and things that i i've, I've written i think um publicly i guess you could i i i do have like sort of public facing social media uh linkedin i i, I do have a twitter handle that i don't use but i know people 
uh, have been able to 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 send me messages through those uh, <laughs> channels um, as 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 well. Um, it's Alpha One Cheng, so that's how. If people really do want to 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 find me or contact me, um, are able to use those those channels as as well. Thanks so much for our conversation today. I've really loved it. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you would like to follow up in further detail, please listen in to some of the other podcasts that we have made, which are available through the Generation Next website. There are also a series of books uh, from Generation Next in terms of nurturing young minds, uh, covering a series of issues to do with young people, and also in my own book, Tricky Behaviours, and Your Best Life at Any Age, which are both available either on Amazon or through Bad Apple Press. Thank you so much, and I uh, hope to connect with you again soon. Thank you. Find more resources for supporting the mental health and well-being of young people on the Generation Next website. While you're there, consider becoming a member of the Online Learning Hub, where you can access practical sessions from leading experts on demand. There are many sessions available in the ever-expanding learning library, and each session has an instantly downloadable certificate of completion, which you may even be able to use to claim professional development. You can also feel great about your membership, with all proceeds supporting Generation Next not-for-profit initiatives, including this podcast. You may also like to read more in Generation Next's Young Minds books. Both books contain practical and easy-to-read chapters on a range of topics from Australia's leading practitioners. Andrew Fuller's chapter, What is Resilience and How to Do It, is in the book Growing Happy, Healthy Young Minds, available on the Generation Next website at www.generationnext.com.au. We hope you found this podcast helpful. Please share this podcast and your learnings with others. Until next time, thanks for listening and for all you do to support young people and our communities.